Happy Monday, July 13th, everyone. This is my weekly Pandemic Monday podcast. And today I am going to talk about something that I believe everybody um, is, is probably well aware of and experiencing um, and, and it's very frustrating um, to, to most people. And, and that is this issue of wearing a mask in, in the midst of all of this. I have been asked this question probably more than any question from clientele uh, in, in the last several weeks. And it's why is it that most people will comply with this and that some will not, and they fight it, and they turn it into a political issue, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm going to give you my humanistic take on this, and this, this is by no means, you know, proven in factual research or, you know, has empirical data to back it up by any means. It's, it's more opinionated than anything else and, and based on observation, and it's this. I believe that the fight by some to wear a mask, um, especially when it's been you know, made a mandate in your area, in your state, in your region, what have you, is more to do with adaptability than anything else. Let me explain. We are a nation that has never had to wear masks before. And, you know, we're, we're not like China, we're not like, you know, other regions of the world where this is something that they, you know, they've done a lot of. We're used to, of course, seeing the doctor with a mask on or the surgeon with a mask on or the dentist with a mask on. Um, you know, I don't know about you ladies, but most of the time when you get your nails done, your nail technician has a mask on, etc. We're used to that. We're accustomed to that because of the nature of the work that they do. But what we are not used to is all of us having to wear a mask when it's, it's something that we have never had to do before. And so it's foreign. It's very foreign and it feels uncomfortable. With that said, it's still the right thing to do. Of course, you know that and I know that. But for some out there, this is viewed as an enforcement overnight into something, into truly a way of life that they're not used to and they don't like it. The best example that I have of this issue with um, adaptability is the issue of wearing seatbelts. Here in the state of Michigan, I am actually old enough to remember when that was made into law when people were going to have to have seatbelts installed in their car um, because there was a time when seatbelts were not even installed in cars and people were going to have to buckle up or face a penalty. I was, I believe, about 11 or 12 years old at the time. And I, again, I'm old enough to remember that even at that age, I felt the discomfort I felt like 
why do I have to wear this thing? It's, it's so restrictive. And, you know, I was used to just sitting in the back seat of my parents' car and never having to, you know, put a seatbelt on. I, I knew friends. I had some friends that, that parents would make them wear a seatbelt for whatever reason, but it was not enforced. It was not a law. And all of a sudden, it was made into a law. And you saw people fighting this just like we're seeing in modern day with people fighting the mask wearing. And then all of a sudden, flash forward, you know, I, I think to about the time that I went through driver's ed, so I was, you know, 15 going on 16, and it wasn't even questioned. Like, it wasn't even a thing anymore. It wasn't even a big deal. It was like you just put the seatbelt on and off you went. And you know, to this day, I don't even think about it anymore. I get in my car, as I'm sure most of you can relate to, you know, that, that are, um, you know, that are motorists on the road. It's, it's so unconscious that you just put it on, you don't think about it, you don't even feel the doggone thing, and you go off on your merry way. But if we think back to that time, for, for those of us that, you know, were around and old enough to remember it, Man, did people fight it. I mean, I, I can remember my own parents fighting it and, you know, even getting pulled over a couple of times, you know, for not having the seatbelt on. Nobody was used to this, you know, especially licensed drivers at that time. And so it's literally asking someone to go from one day, it's not a requirement to wear a seatbelt, to the next day, it's a requirement to wear a seatbelt. And again, I, I think this is probably the best example that I can come up with that really exemplifies what, what I believe is going on with, with this whole mask thing. Another example that I think was probably on a, a little bit of a smaller scale was, uh, again, here in Michigan. I, I want to say it was around the year 2008, <clears throat> excuse me, when um, it was made a mandate that people could no longer smoke in indoor establishments like restaurants and, and bars and, and bowling alleys and the such. Um, for smokers, I mean, I, I remember I, I had a couple friends at that time that were smokers and they were not happy about it at all, you know. And, you know, there was nothing that they could do to fight it, of course. But for a while, I, I remember seeing folks like literally almost skipping their dinner in restaurants because they were going outside to smoke so much because ordinarily they would be doing that inside. Again, we don't even bat an eyelash at this now, but at that time for smokers, it was, they viewed it as an infringement on their liberties and on their rights. And so it was, it was very fought, it was very contested and people were not happy about it. Now, it's not even a, it's not even an issue. People don't think about it. You know